The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Let's rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Lorenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down. It's the Monday night meltdown, and the New York Islanders get thrown down uh, this evening. The Tampa Bay Lightning weren't playing around tonight. 8 nothing. final score. That's right. I said 8 nothing. final score for the Tampa Bay Lightning this evening over to visiting New York Islanders. The bad side for the New York Islanders as National Hockey League Stanley Cup um, playoff series is that are tied at two. The team that wins game five wins 78.8% of the time. And uh, Tampa, the defending Stanley Cup champions, are clearly the best team left standing uh, right now. Eight nothing victory. But it doesn't matter whether, you know, it doesn't matter whether you win one nothing, whether you win by one, whether you win by eight. It still counts the same. And actually, at times, a beatdown can actually get a team ready uh, for the next game. Uh, more so than like a heartbreaking loss uh, can actually. So, listen, it is what it is. The New York Islanders are, are up against it right now. Meanwhile, the Montreal Canadiens are also up against it. As the, the Montreal Canadiens um, face the similar situations the New York Islanders did uh, tonight, they have to go on the road and they need to win that game. All right? Like, basically, if you're the Montreal Canadiens, you need to win one. You need to win once in Vegas and once at home. All right? So you might as well make it game five as opposed to game seven, man, because winning a game seven in Las Vegas, Nevada on Saturday night with Gary Bettman and his henchmen uh, in attendance will be like next to impossible. All right? So if you're the Montreal Canadiens, you got to step up, man, and you got to get it done tomorrow night. And I'll tell you what, actually, I think tonight's beatdown, I think tonight's beatdown of uh, the New York Islanders, that could really get the Canadians' attention, too. Like, hey, look, look what happened to them. We cannot let Vegas come out hot. Tampa came out hot and started smoking them early, man. All right, they were smoking them early. They were smoking them like they got them. Smoking them like they got them. Man, you know what? I was nice and cool. We start the show, and it just starts the heat, the rage, the rage. Scoop Jackson. Or it's actually probably the stupid lights. Uh, that, that could be it as well. Scoop Jackson's going to step up and in and kick it with us. 
Uh, always good talking hoops uh, with Scoop, one of the best in the business. Uh, we've got George Kurtz, and I'm going to be nice to Kurtz tonight because his team just got pasted. Although, I just got pasted with them. And I'm a moron. I know Tampa are the best team in the league, and Tampa are going to win the Stanley Cup. And I don't like betting against these guys, but I thought, you know what? You were getting a plus price with the Islanders in every game. We're tied at two. It's a similar situation with the Canadians. You have to take the good with the bad, all right, when you bet these underdogs. It's like betting underdogs in baseball, all right? They're not always, like, always going to hit, but... You know what? You've got to just sort of accept it. All right, that one didn't hit, but the next one will, and it is at uh, plus money. Uh, so a lot of stuff to get to. George Kurtz is going to step up, and then we got Scoop Jackson. Rick Saratella will throw it down. We'll talk NFL football. As I see a Minnesota Viking uh, rookie, Jalen Twyman, was shot four times. Visiting his aunt in Washington. They say he was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between when throwing it down on the Monday night uh, meltdown. The Tampa Bay Lightning absolutely murder, murder uh, the New York Islanders uh, this evening. We'll break it down. George Kurtz will step up and in from Long Island. As the New York Islanders aren't done yet. All right, they're going to go back home, and it's an extremely tough place to win for visiting teams um, at Nassau. So. And, you know, it's not going to be easy for Tampa to win on the road in New York on Wednesday. We'll break it down with George Kurtz. The Montreal Canadiens are in Las Vegas tomorrow night. They're up against it. Um, the fact of the matter is, when a series is tied at two in the National Hockey League uh, playoffs, the team that wins game five goes on to win the series 78.8% of the time. So, yeah, Tampa are in a pretty good situation right now. The Montreal Canadiens are going to want to try to avoid that. NBA basketball, no games tonight. Uh, there's nothing really they can do about this, but I don't understand why the Clippers and the Suns are playing tomorrow and the Hawks and the Bucks are off. And the number is coming down. This is another thing I don't understand. Was Devin Booker out now? No. No, I don't want to jinx them, so I shouldn't even say that. But the Phoenix Suns, like, I don't know, man. The number was six and a half. So the point spread was four. They won by six. They came out with a six and a half. Then I saw it was six. Now it's sitting at five. I'm ready to lay the points again. I'm ready to lay the points again. If you ask me right now, like if I didn't have a choice, like it was like, all right, you got to pull the trigger right now. You can only take one team. Who's going to win the NBA championship? I'd have to say it's the Phoenix Suns. And, I, you know, I think five points still isn't bad. Maybe it'll come down even more. Maybe it'll come down even more. Milwaukee opened up as seven and a half point favorites against the Atlanta Hawks. That came down by a half a point. And a lot of people think the Atlanta Hawks are going to be able to play uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. I've got an Atlanta Hawk ticket to win the NBA championship. And I understand it's not a full hedge, but I got to step up and start hedging this because I don't think Atlanta is going to beat Milwaukee. And if I lose it, I lose it, and I'll bite the bullet, and I'll have to double and triple and quadruple hedge. But that's why hedging sucks, man. All right? Don't be a gardener unless, like, you're growing things. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? 
could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Yeah. All right, now we've got the uh, we've got the fans cranked. You can't see uh, the you could as you know people tuning in right now. You can't see on the radio, but people that are tuning in and watching watching us visually, they see my uh, long flowing hair. I look like AJ Hawk in his playing days. Uh, you can see my 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 hair is like blowing in you know right now. I look like David Lee Roth on stage at the US Festival, um, and normally as well. You know, normally we keep all like the you know the, the windows closed. The same thing like the studio in New York, uh, because a lot of sirens. All right, <laughs> so it's like it's a lot, 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 a lot of sirens. Uh, but right now, you know, we don't care. We need air. So uh, the windows are good. So if you hear the sirens, don't worry. Don't like throw your stash in the toilet thinking the cops are coming for you. It could be in the background. We could have like sirens and stuff like that. So um, there were sirens going off in Tampa tonight. I'll tell you that. Wow. The Tampa Bay Lightning, man, they absolutely mauled the New York Islanders this evening. Uh, but as I stated off the top of the program, it doesn't matter, man, whether you – it sounds cliche, but it really is true in the playoffs. And I do believe this, too. Getting smashed can actually help you better than losing a heartbreaker. If you lose – sometimes some teams can't recover from heartbreak losses – that's look at look at like Vegas. They were concerned about Marc Andre Fleury bouncing back after that. Listen, everybody wants to give like you know like DeBoer like he's some genius or something. He's not a genius. He just hates Marc Andre Fleury. 
That's all there is to it. He doesn't like Marc-Andre Fleury. And I know people like go crazy. Oh, Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard said, oh, I, I was motivated by the people on Twitter. All right, good for you. You're a professional athlete, bro, and that's what it takes to motivate you? A bunch of jackasses on Twitter? Jackasses on Twitter don't even motivate me, and you make like 300,000 times more money than I do. You know, this is like Naganu and John Jones when, when Naganu like went back, they were going back and forth on Twitter, and John Jones said, you're just amping me up and giving me more, more motivation. And Naganu said, if this gives you motivation, bro, you're already done. <laughs> you're already done. So, all right, well, we'll see. I hope Robert Leonard's looking at Twitter tomorrow, and I hope the Canadians win. Otherwise, Robert Leonard might go on Twitter and get the last laugh. But the series isn't done yet. The series is not done yet. And we got the NBA. Uh, we're off tonight, but we're back at it tomorrow. Uh, big story uh, in the NFL. Dude on the Raiders um, did a video saying he's gay. And my only deal with this is... People keep saying, oh, it's the first active gay football player. Michael Sam. It's funny. I was just complaining about this stuff on Twitter this morning. The people have like a revisionist, like they don't remember anything. It's like, guys, we've been through this before. Like, it's not new, right? There's probably like 100 gay guys in the NFL, if not more. Who cares, right? Like, really? Like, yawn. You know, but the thing is, I've seen people in the gay community say that other people are saying, yeah, but this is where you can't win. Because I think we're at a stage right now. Like, does it matter? You know, like Becky Hammond's interviewing for jobs. Like, I don't care who's sleeping with anybody. I really don't care. Like, if you're on my team, just produce. I don't care what you do. In, like, you, you know, really. I don't care what you do in your off time. Just produce. I saw people, too. It was kind of funny. They're like, hey, bro, I got no problem with you coming out, but I got a problem with you costing us $8 million of cap space for two and a half sacks. See, that's, that's, that's fair. <laughs> See, that's fair. Right? That's fair. But I was just thinking, I'm like, man, they're like, I saw it's like a, it's like a really big deal and stuff. Like, people, it's like all over the place. Ah, oh, first active NFL gay player. I'm like, no, it's not true. Michael Sam was, like, pretty active, all right, and pretty gay. <laughs> so, like, uh, he's pretty open about it. Like, I don't know, like, and I was like, what? How, how many years ago was that, Michael Sam? 15 years ago or something? Like I said, you know, like, people, like, don't remember anything that happened, like, previously than five years ago. And I don't even see, like, the name Michael Sam, like, next to it. Oh, but there was Michael Sam. Michael Sam was drafted by the Rams in the seventh round. He played really well in the preseason, too. He had three socks and 11 tackles in the preseason. But quite frankly, he wasn't good enough. Like, he was close. Um, he was close, but he was sort of a tweener. He wasn't big enough for the NFL, essentially. Right? And they wanted him to make it, actually. Like, for what, you know what I mean? There wasn't like, oh, no, no. It was like they cut him. No, they wanted him to make it. He came close. And. Then he signed with the Montreal Owens in the Canadian Football League. And he, the problem was then, he could have been really good in the CFL, but the thing is, he became a celebrity. So, like, people have, like, a pretty short memory. So, best of luck to, uh, to Deceive. And, uh, hey, whatever. Uh, but, as I stated, to, I think to a lot of straight people, that was my point here, to a lot of straight people, we're like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Like I said, like, you think he's the only gay player in the NFL? 
I like what Mark Davis said to the Oilers Raiders. He said, well, first things first, he goes, it's 2021, so it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and then he went on to say, it doesn't change anything. He said he's a good man and he's a good Raider. Right? So Davis has his back here on this. It was a bigger deal, though. So you do see progress. Because it was a bigger deal with Michael Sam. Like, it was a big deal when Michael Sam was coming into the league. Now it's like a big shrug. And like I said, I saw the story and ignored it. I'm not going to lie. I saw it. I was like, oh, good for him. But, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know. I have nothing. You know what I mean? I got nothing to say uh, about it. And people kept on, like, sending me tweets about it. What do you think? All right. So what do you want me to think? I don't know. I don't care, like, who anyone sleeps with. Right? So... But then I saw, I was sort of reading the, you know, the Twitter timelines and stuff, and I saw, like, uh, you know, Granderson. What's it, L.C. Granderson, who's, uh, who's a gay sports columnist? Um, you know, he was saying, for straight people to sort of discount that, they, you know, this, they don't realize, you know, that it means a lot that someone in the NFL. So I get it. Good for him. But, you know, that's all we can say about this. You know, I think the best tweet was like, bro, I don't care who you sleep with, but... I got a problem. It costs $8 million on the cap for two sacks, two and a half sacks. I think that might have been the best tweet. Like, really? Like, Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond's about to get a job. And I see the Pacers are hiring right now. And whoever the Pacers hire, you know it'll be the wrong hire. Dude, they fired Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan is in the final four right now. Nate McMillan has the best record in the second best record in the NBA since March 1st. Maybe it wasn't such a good idea to fire uh, Nate McMillan. And then you hired the other dude, the Raptors assistant. That didn't go very well. <laughs> so, like, you're on your third coaching. Uh, yeah, good, good job, guys. So, like, yeah, I'm sure everyone has a lot of confidence in your coaching search. It looks like Terry Stotts is going to be the guy. And I tell you what, Stephen A. Smith is going to have a heart attack. Like, Stephen A. Smith is, like, flipping out, like, daily, man about white coaches in the NBA and stuff. And he's going to have a heart attack, I'm telling you. <laughs> like, if, like, Stephen A. Smith is going to collapse on the set of ESPN if Stotts gets that job. I always just say Becky Hammond. Like I said, Becky, Becky Hammond supposedly in the running right now in Portland uh, for the job. Somebody's going to be the first to hire a woman coach. And I don't think that'll be that big of a deal. You know, it will. It's, it's inspirational. That's the whole thing. You know, we sort of look at it. I'm like a... Uh, I'm a very tolerant person in that world, in that sense. I don't, you know what I mean? You know, I, you know, I worry about my own business type of stuff, right? But it is inspirational for, you know, young girls out there and stuff. They can see a woman as a coach in the NBA. And I got to tell you what, Becky Hammond can coach. She's a damn good coach. She'll be a good coach in the NBA. She, she relates to players well. She knows her X's and O's great. She's been tutored by Popovich for the last, you know, five, seven years or whatever the hell it's been. She's won the uh, the NBA Summer League as a head coach. Um, like, she's, you know what I mean? She's, she's good. She's ready. Somebody's just going to have to take that step. But I don't think, I could be naive, but I don't think she's being held back by being a woman right now. I just think she's close. She just needs to be the right fit and have a good interview, and she's going to be a head coach. Scoop Jackson steps up and in. Let's do this thing. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. There's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memories, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. Throwing it down with the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Series XM Channel 204. Let's bring in one of our favorites, an OG, a man that we've been talking hoops with for a long time. Mr. Scoop Jackson steps up. And then, Scoop, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Trying to survive these playoffs. So, yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah, doing yeah. better than some teams. <laughs> yeah, day, day by day, bro. Day by day, trying to survive these uh, playoffs. <laughs> so, Ben Simmons right. did not survive the playoffs. And, man, it's rare that people come out of player this strong so quickly. And what, Sha- you know, Shaq said last night that he would have knocked his ass out if he was on his team. He said, I would have knocked this guy's ass out if I was in the room. Speaking of Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, yeah. and you can tell it pained him to say it. He goes, well, it's hard to say, but the game changed where we could have got two points and instead we got one. Speaking of Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. just not dunking the ball and it turned into a uh, turned into just a, a made free throw from Tybal. And I don't know if that's fair to pin everything on Ben Simmons. And then after Doc Rivers says he doesn't know if they can win with Ben Simmons. Uh, man, pretty, pretty cold. It's a cold world, but you know what? 
It's up to Ben Simmons, Scoop, to get in a damn gym Ben's and learn, yeah, learn how to shoot a yeah. basketball player. Yeah. You're a basketball player. Yeah, it's, it's cold. Yeah, it's cold, but it's fair. And I'm, I'm kind of lean. I kind of lean on what Charles Barkley was saying last night. In that, you know, the reason I think it's so harsh is because it's not like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. This is a conversation that has been building up for at least three years. At least three years. And what happened was it came to a head over the course of this series. So, you know, it, like I said, it may be cold, but on all fronts, from what Shaq is saying, from what Joel Embiid is saying, you know, from what Doc Rivers is saying, from what Charles Barkley said, from what, and the stuff we've heard all day and all yesterday, too, um, it, it, it's led up to that, and it's all fair. And as I'll tell you, as I was telling a friend of mine, you know, everybody's focusing on Ben Simmons' fear of shooting and his inability to work on his free throws, you know, and what he's been doing in the offseason. To me, everybody's missing the problem. The problem that we have or that exists, I think, with Ben Simmons has nothing to do with basketball. It has to do with his arrogance. And how this conversation has been boiling up, really starting as he came into the league, but it really, like I said, the last couple of years, has been boiling up to get to a point, and he has done nothing about it. He has treated this conversation about he and his career leading up to this point right now as if he's above it. And last night. And that is strictly arrogance. That's all that is is arrogance. So until he works on the reality check that he needs until he's able to get out of his own way from a mental standpoint and realize that you're not that good or great until his, you know, arrogance really hits that reset button, then nothing we're talking about or anybody's talking about as far as shooting is going to change. It has to start with what's going on in between his ears and how he feels about himself and how he elevates himself to a point where he thinks he's above what everybody's been saying and telling him, not just saying, but telling him over the last three or four years. Scoop Jackson with us. And Scoop, you know, he said the right things. I know I need to be better, but I didn't like what he dropped. I am who I am. It is what it is. It's like, no, that's the problem, bro. And being the degenerate, yeah, being the degenerate I am, Scoop, so I bet on Australian basketball. I used to follow it closer. You know, I had a late-night gambling problem, Scoop, 3, 4 in the morning. Some people do drugs. Yeah, I was betting on Filipino basketball and, like, Australian league. But I like the the international leagues, bro, right? So long story short, I know Ben Simmons' career. And this has been his his tale, bro. As a young phenom in Australia, he was on the national team. The, the, the grown men on the team are like, this kid is the most arrogant kid we've ever met in our life. Yeah. Like, and, and they were like, he can't, we don't want him here. Right? So that was when he was a kid. Yeah. He goes to LSU. Yeah. They were terrible, bro. He left. They got better. They went to like the Sweet 16 without him, remember? And all the kids yeah. on yeah. LSU said, man, that's the most arrogant, miserable dude we've ever met in our life. And the LSU yeah. kids said that. Time and time again. I remember, I'm a Raptor fan, Scoop, so I remember point blank thinking, damn, we're going to beat the Sixers. It's five on four. I learned this years ago. I knew this years ago. And then he had the audacity, I remember, Scoop, years ago, to call out his teammates. And then the next damn day, there was a picture of him at poolside with one of the Kardashians in Miami. And you're calling out your teammates. (laughs) 
Like, and Scoop, you've been around the game forever. You can learn to shoot a basketball, can't you, Scoop? That's just repetition, isn't it? But that, once again, you're saying, you're actually validating what I just got through saying, that this is not new. The arrogance situation no. is not new. I'm not bringing his arrogance up no. just out of something that's happened to him over the last couple of years. This is who he's been. And that's why it's so hard to get by there. And to, I mean, how hard to get by what the situation and the problems are with him. Yes, you can learn to shoot a basketball, but you can't if you don't think that you have to. That's the point. He doesn't feel that he has to. He feels that he is so good he can go on without this. And, it, it, I mean, that, there may be something about personal arrogance as one thing, but when you're looking at the history of the game and your place in it, and you look at people like Patrick Ewing and Akeem Olajuwon, who came into the NBA and really couldn't shoot, but what they what they were able to do to develop shots as you know happened over the course of their career. Magic Johnson could not shoot when he came into the NBA. Look Kawhi Leonard was they, Kawhi Leonard wasn't listen, a great shooter out of San Diego. Kawhi, 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 but he can shoot a little bit. He can shoot better than Vince. I'm talking about people that shot at probably. Oh yeah, you're talking yeah, thirty percentage. Yeah, you're talking bad shooters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jason Right, yeah, Jason yeah, yeah, Kidd. Yeah, 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 you're right, Jason you know, Kidd. That's what I'm saying. And so my thing with the arrogance is that I understand everybody having a personal arrogance. I mean, you need some in order to exist in this world. But your arrogance can't override looking at your career and saying that it's better than all these other people who had the same problems that you did and they worked on it and you don't. What makes you as Ben Simmons think that, oh, I'm – I'm better than Patrick Ewing. I'm better than Akeem Olajuwon. I'm better than Jason Kidd. I'm better than Magic Johnson. All of them came in and couldn't shoot, but they all learned how to. But I'm better than them. I don't have to. What makes you look at the history of the game and yourself and still claim a level of arrogance that you don't have to be who they are? That's the arrogance I'm talking about. Not necessarily personal arrogance. The arrogance that is way beyond you having to go into a gym and learning how to shoot free throws or learning how to develop a touch. It's bigger than that. What's Doc Rivers' role in all of this? Uh, he seems um, beaten down after after the series. Yeah, but I, I, I think he's been dealing with it and, and, and trying to, like, you know, deal with it in a nice uh, professional manner, um, you know, publicly covering, but – I think that, you know, as you just said, you, you know, betting, making bets on Australian basketball from back in the day, you know, we can pinpoint to public comments and public beliefs of people who have engaged with Ben Simmons that have spoken to his arrogance that, that goes back at least eight to ten years maybe, right? Correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what do we expect Doc Rivers to do in five months or six months? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Come on, so I'm not covering for Doc Rivers and his role in what happened to Philadelphia, but it, uh, we're having a Ben Simmons conversation and not a whole team conversation. Cause the this whole is team the offseason. I think it's a greater story. This is right. the off-season of off-seasons for Ben Simmons now. How does he show up next year? This is this is what it is. Like, he either takes it and gets beaten down, or this is just who he is, and he fades into oblivion as a guy that gets ripped for the rest of his career. I mean, you have to find a way to come out of this situation, and I don't know if he's going to be able to come out of it because – because of his value. Now, the two things that can't happen, you know, one, he can stay in Philadelphia and he can look at this situation and it be the situation that humbles him. That could be it. Maybe he has to do that. And it's like looking at somebody with the, 
with, with with the issue that they have to deal with, whether it be you know uh, uh, you know an, an addiction to something, uh, a trait that they have, a behavioral situation. You know, some people don't get to make change until they hit rock bottom. Yeah, this yeah. could be Ben Simmons's rock bottom. We don't know, but the other and and you know if it is his rock bottom, that may be the one thing that forces change. So he may have to introspectively look at himself and say, you know what, I really do have a problem. I need to address this, and it's not necessarily just shooting. It's you know how I look at myself and how I, you know how I hold myself above so many things. I need to come back down to ground level. I need to touch this concrete in order for me to be the best basketball player in person that I could be. This might be it while still staying in Philly. But in, uh, the other thing it may be him realizing that he has dropped so much in value that nobody in the league wants him. Like, seriously, they're talking about trading Ben Simmons. Name me a team that's really trying to win something that's going to take him and his contract. I you can't know, think of one. And that think, may be the yeah. thing that humbles him. You know I think somebody will, but it'll thing. be the value. I, I think they'll. I think they'll be. I think GMs would line up, but I think that it would shock and what would be humbling to them is to see what they'd be willing to offer at this point in time, right? Now listen. But really, really you, think GMs, you think GMs are trying? To, you think GMs that are really trying to win a championship are going to take on this salary? If they could poach him for next to nothing, I think there's a handful of guys that would. I think there's a handful of guys that think they could save him, right? I mean, he's not – it's not like he's old, right? It's up to him, though, Scoop. Gonna... As you stated, that's my point about this is the offseason of all offseasons. And we got a break coming up, more on the other side with Scoop. But this is his rock bottom. This is your professional rock bottom. People have been whispering yeah. this for years. I've been saying it for years. You've been saying it. We knew this. Now Shaquille O'Neal's talking about on national television how he'd knock your ass out. You can't avoid it anymore. Like, you know, people are burning your jerseys, bro, outside the arena after the Game. Like, you can't avoid looking in the mirror right now and saying there's two ways I can go about this, and we move forward. More with the legendary Scoop Jackson on the other side. You're listening to the SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? 
Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. The Late Night Anger Man for Crafts continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. I'm getting fired up, man. We're talking basketball with the great Scoop Jackson, the OG. Love talking hoops with Scoop. So, Scoop, we could talk about Ben Simmons and the Sixers all night. Let's talk about the team to right. beat them a little bit right now. And Trey Young, the Atlanta Hawks, and how about Kevin Herter, man? <laughs> how about Kevin Herter stepping yeah. up large uh, like he did? Man, Atlanta? And Nate McMillan, you know, these guys, second best record in the league, man, since March 1st, uh, next to the Phoenix Suns. Are we going to see if, can, yeah. can Atlanta knock off Milwaukee Scoop? Talk to me about the Hawks. Well, here's the It's interesting. I think they have the possibility of doing it because of what Nate McMillan has been able to do since he's gotten there. Um, and him basically, you know, having, a, a, what is it, maybe his third or fourth chance. But give it a chance to prove how good of a coach that he really is and his team believing in him. You know, uh, their confidence is, you know, off the, you know, it's off the skyscraper right now. You can't tell them anything. They have the type of arrogance that Ben Simmons have, but at least they're backing it up right now. <laughs> it's a hard team for them to really, you know, they're a hard team for, for any team to play against. Now, I will say this, you know, I know Drew Holiday is considered, you know, one of the best, you know, defensive point guards we have in the league. Um, I don't know over seven-game series how he's going to be able to keep up with, you know, normalizing the things that Trey Young can do. Um, I, the way I look at it is this way. You, you might be able to keep Trey from going off for all seven games. You just hope that the games that he goes off on are games that either you win or are still close to winning. Um, interesting, last night he had a horrible game. And Philly, I mean, and, and, and Atlanta still won. Yeah, but we yeah. look at that as more as a problem with Philly than we do, you know, Atlanta. What Milwaukee has to do is make sure, like, without a doubt, that those games that he had yesterday become his norm in this series. And if you do that, then you have a great chance to win. And I know it's going to be done by committee, but a lot of this responsibility is going to be placed on Drew Holiday. It really is. And, you know, if, if 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 he lives up to the reputation we've given him in being that solid, great, defensive-minded point guard, well, then Milwaukee has a chance to at least slow him down a little bit and not have his game, you know, not, not have him have a 40-15 piece on them that can really 
boost up the confidence of the squad, especially if he does that in Milwaukee. Uh, he made the play on KD. What man? How shocked were you? How that? How uh, how that went down? It's too bad for Brooklyn, uh, you know, that they had the injuries. Yes. But you know, we all knew that was kind of the that was the that was the that was the red flag, man, all year with the Brooklyn Nets. If 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 they yeah. stay healthy, if. But KD, yeah, but Katie, I'm I'm not, yeah. I know. Go on, Scoop. I'm different on that. I'm not. about the injuries. To me, all this whole series is on Joe Harris. We talk, we're sitting about how, about how bad Ben Simmons is. Yeah. Can we have a conversation of how horrible Joe Harris was? Yeah. It's not the issue that caused Brooklyn that series. It's Joe Harris. See, there's a difference between responsibility and expectations. Ben Simmons has a responsibility for his role and what he does with the Philadelphia 76ers. Joe Harris has, you know, I mean, there's an expectation of what Ben Simmons has to do there. There's a responsibility. And what Joe Harris, Joe Harris has got paid $70 million. Your responsibility is to hit open shots. That's it. Yeah, one job, too. Hit That's a damn it. three, right? Hit a three. <laughs> right. One hit a, hit a running, two hit a layup, hit something. That's not your expectation, but that is your responsibility. And for you to go an entire series and not do that, we need to be doing a whole damn segment on Joe Harris the same way we just got to be talking about Ben Simmons. Seriously, because him, not not the injury to uh, uh, James Harden, not the injury to uh, 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 Kyrie Irving. Those are not what did not get Brooklyn out of this series. Joe Harris is the reason that they lost. Point blank, period. End of story. Now, let me ask you, though, about the last possession with KD. And I'm a big KD guy, so I'm not, I'm not here to rip him. I'm just surprised. Like, he seemed so indecisive. Was he going to take it to the rack? Like, it was just such an awkward shot that he took, Scoop. That's what surprised me. You know, I'm not surprised, all right? He went for the, you know, he went for the jugular. I'm going for the three here. I was just surprised about how unnatural the whole sequence was. Yeah, but, I mean, here's the thing. When you're playing, at some point, fatigue has to set in, and it goes beyond, you know, yeah, what, what your legs are able to do. Yeah, right. the, it's the like world on his shoulders, you, you man, exactly. Bail. Right, right, right. The fatigue starts to wear on your mind, and you start taking easy routes out. Your mind starts forming. When, when fatigue sets in, the mind is the first to go. So you're not thinking at that moment of, all right, what can I do critically to get the best open shot? Your mind is shot, man. You're playing 50 minutes, and you, and you actually – I'm not even going to go to the mental drain that you have that he has to fight through in order to even take that second shot to get past the missiles to, you know, roadblock of, damn, my toe was on the line. We could have been done with this. We could have been done with this. That His toe being on the line is still haunting him at this time. Don't don't, yeah. don't forget that. That's what that's he, said. Care, he said. That's going to yeah. carry over Kevin for a long time. Yeah. yeah, for the record, for people tuning in, he said my stupid big-ass feet messed me up. That's what he yeah. said after. <laughs> exactly. So not only are you dealing with the, the mental the mental fatigue, you know, of trying to find a way to win the game in overtime, you're still fighting through that small fact that is haunting you in the back of your brain. So I can't, you know, I understand, like I said, how fatigue works and the brain is the first to go. So Kevin to, like, really in that moment think out a, a better way outside of shooting over somebody to get a two to maybe extend this game, you know, I, I, can't, I can't fault him for that. And trust me, He's not trying to go to a second overtime.
<laughs> no, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a very good scoop, Jackson. It's pointless, right. So what about it's Milwaukee, pointless. though, Scoop? We got to give them credit for fighting through. It wasn't pretty, but they found a way. Let's be real, man. People were ready to leave Budenholzer on the streets of Brooklyn. He, His ass was going to be yeah. stuck in Flatbush, bro, after game two. Yeah. Yet they found a way, and he was coaching like a guy that was coaching for his life. Like, he reminded me of like a guy that was on a reality TV show. He wasn't a coach, but if his team wins, he gets $10 million or something. Come on, guys. Like, he was, like, so, like, every play scoop, like, he gave up shaving, bro. I don't think he took showers, you know what I mean? He's like, no, no, man. Yeah. I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping. We got to win. We got to win. I was actually happy for Boonholzer. This guy's getting ripped all the time. Well, he, you know, I'm, he, has, it, has, has his ripping been deserved is the question I'll ask. Over the course of what's happening. No, I don't think fairly. No, not with their roster. People, it's the same thing with Brett Brown, right? People are going to call a coach out. Listen, Bulldogs is not perfect, but that's a pretty flawed roster they have, Scoop, right? It's not like the Bucks have yeah, a perfect roster. Yeah, but you know roster. as well as I, you know, you, but, but, but come on, Gabe, you know as well as I do, if somebody else is coaching this team, we wouldn't be having these conversations. Yeah, well, you know, it's the expectation, as you stated, right? The expectations are high because of Giannis. Yeah. Yeah, well, and here's the thing, I, I get it. And I'm, I've been, you know, I'm, I'm on the, I'm not on the rip. You know, Booten has a situation, but I'm not one to elevate him either. You know, to me, oh, I'm not elevating. On the chopping block, depending on what, right? Right. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 a, lot of, a lot of the blame on his. If they lose to the yeah. Hawks, he could get fired. Still, you're right. he's still good to go. But getting back to what it is, serious. I think the main problem with Milwaukee, and this is why it's hard to like rely on him, because of the up and down of Chris Middleton. You know, he yeah, up until yeah. that fourth quarter yesterday, it was still going to be on him, and he still has a history. You know, and Paul George is in this conversation, and James Harden is in this conversation. It's the three of them as, as they exist right now. And now we're going to throw Joe Harris in there, too. But, Paul, you know, uh, Chris Middleton cannot afford to have those games, those meaningful games, where he disappears. To me, that is – that's the end-all, be-all, whether Milwaukee comes out this series or not. If Chris Middleton doesn't have any horrible games where he disappears, you know, a, a, a game three when they're down, you know, uh, 0-2 – a game five when he's tied up, you know, if he doesn't have one of those games, then they'll be fine against Atlanta. But if he does, you know, one of those, you know, if he plays a game, you know, uh, a game five or a game seven like he did the first three quarters of yesterday or like he did in game one of that thing, you know, Chris Middleton has those gaps where he's just like, what, what is this? If he has that, then, uh, you know, not only, seriously, not only Budenholzer, but you may be looking at, you know, all right, what are we going to do about Chris Middleton? Because this, this isn't working. <laughs> this isn't working at all. Scoop Jackson with us. All right, Scoop, before we get you out of here, let's head west. And the Phoenix Suns just keep rolling uh, right now with or without uh, Chris Paul. I think if you look at, yeah. like, what do you think about that, Scoop? If you have the Suns without Paul and you got the Clippers without Kawhi, that's advantage Phoenix, isn't it? I would think so, but I'm, you know, I was. It was good to see them win yesterday. But then I'm going back to looking at how the Clippers seem to start off all of their playoff series so far this this, this year. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's almost like they like playing behind the eight ball. So I'm not going to give as well as Phoenix played. I'm not going to give this all to them, you know, because this is also just as you know as hot as they are. This big scene seems to be the Clippers' mo coming in the playoff series, playing from behind. Um, but I will tend to think it's advantage Clippers because everything seemed to be. And I don't want to use this one game as the small sample size to everything that's going to happen with Phoenix. But 
everything it seems to me that they do offensively to be an elite team comes through whatever Chris Paul is able to do once he's on the court. Like, everything runs through him. And that's including their confidence and who they are. You know, yesterday, yes, it showed up that they could do this without him. Without him being on the, on the floor, being the extra coach, you know, facilitating, making sure everybody's there, hitting big shots when he needs to hit them, just making the game easier for everybody. Um, it, it, it seems like they were able to get over that yesterday. I don't know over the course of a series that they're going to be able to have that happen. Whereas I think the Clippers have proven that, yes, Kawhi is great for them, but I don't know if it's, he's essential to them in the way that Chris Paul is to Phoenix. Interesting. Scoop Jackson kicking it with us. And I don't know, man. When's Chris Paul coming back? And when's Kawhi? I, you know, I hear Kawhi they have forever, and then he's not. He is. He isn't. Like, who knows with these dudes? Look, man, and that's what I'm saying. The teams are not giving up any information, really, any concrete information or anything. I don't know how you have a, a COVID protocol in place in the league, but you're saying this guy is day-to-day. What the hell is that? You know, yeah, 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 I know, I don't know how he's day-to-day and you have a protocol in place. right? And they still haven't given up concrete uh, information on to what degree the injury is to Kawhi. Rumors that it could be a you know, meniscus tear, something uh, MCL, it could be a sprain. We still don't know. We've got nothing. Both teams yeah. are treating this like Donald Trump's treating his taxes. He's like, I'm not giving y'all anything. <laughs> yeah, and I, got a, I got, and I got a bet on this stuff, Scoop. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> Scoop, yeah, Jackson. man. So sometimes, sometimes you got to leave betting alone, man. Leave, leave it for folks that really have money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm trying, I'm trying to get rich or die trying. Hey, Scoop, it's always a pleasure, man, catching up with you. Love talking basketball. Let's do it again when we're set. All right, let's do an NBA Finals preview uh, once we're set, man. I always love uh, catching up with you. Where can people find you, man? I know you're writing great columns, not just about basketball. Yeah. But let people uh, know what you're up to right now on the way out here. Uh, you can always find my work on ESPN.com, uh, undefeated.com, uh, social media-wise. My Twitter is uh, OG3Scoop. Um, my uh, Instagram is Strong Island Media Shy, which is my company. And, you know, I'm dad, you know, Facebook, I'm Scoop Jackson. So, you know, I'm, I'm available. I'm around. Hey, you know, you don't have doing, to follow me. You can just check in, check in from time to time. <laughs> keep doing your thing, Scoop. Always love catching up with you, bro. Thanks for the time, my man. Appreciate you, gang. Thanks, man. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brands Park American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. Man, we love catching up with Scoop. I see the Rangerholics. We're down with Scoop as well. Um, always a pleasure. We'll get Scoop on as uh, as promised um, when the NBA Finals are set. We'll break down the NBA Finals with Scoop uh, Jackson and uh, you know the NBA schedule. So that should be in about three weeks uh, or so, give or take. Uh, give or take time. So Scoop's like, who wants Ben Simmons? Don't tell me the general managers aren't going to step up for Ben Simmons now. The only thing is, what are they going to give up for him? And let's be real. If you're the Philadelphia 76ers, you can't go on like this. You're not going to win. It's obvious. It's been done. You haven't won with this roster. You're not going to get rid of Tobias Harris. Harris is good. He's not as good as people say he is, but he's good. Um, obviously, Joel Embiid is there. You're going to have to do something. Ben Simmons makes a lot of money. Right, so it's not easy. Like to, you got to find like you know a trading partner here with somebody else that makes money, which leads me to the Toronto Raptors. All right, I love Kyle Lowry, one of you know, one of my favorite players of all time, my favorite Raptor of all time, and Kyle Lowry loves Toronto. But at the same point in time, Kyle Lowry's only got a couple of years left in his career right now, and does he think the Raptors are about to win a title? And not only that. Kyle Lowry's from Philadelphia. He's a, you know, he's a hero at Villanova. He's a legend at Villanova. It's no secret that he's considered like wanting to play at home in Philadelphia to retire, uh, to end his career at home. I wouldn't hold it against him if he wanted to do that. And it's a perfect fit. If you're the, if you're the Philadelphia 76ers, who the hell would you have been better off on the court yesterday? If you replace Ben Simmons with Kyle Lowry and whatever. We're talking about the Philadelphia 76ers playing the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, not the Atlanta Hawks, right? Let's just, yeah, point blank. Point blank. That's funny, too, because all you jackass uh, Sixer feds years ago that would rip Kyle Lowry would now beg for this, right? So, in other words, I was right four years ago. You were wrong. <laughs> well, 
we're getting used to that with people. Um, but it makes a hell of a lot of sense. All right, it makes a hell of a lot of sense. Kyle Lowry makes a lot of money, has a couple of years left. If anyone can rehabilitate Ben Simmons, I think it's Masaya Jerry, Nick Nurse. Uh, I think it, it makes sense for both teams, actually, and players, to be honest. The late night anger management class, this is sports rage. Bring it. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.